Welcome to the program. So we found out yesterday, and apparently the White House is not concerned about it, that 23 people on the terror watch list have been caught at our border. Wow. Remember, it took 19 hijackers for 9-11. Who are these 23? Uh, Where did they come from? Gosh, do you think maybe our border policy is making it easier and if we've caught 23 how many have we not caught what are the odds we're not going to be hit by terrorists in this country because of the border well while you noodle on that i want to tell you what's happening here in texas with our drugs the drug overdoses through the roof all across the nation is there a problem on our border are are we maybe getting more drugs now than ever before because of our border policy set the record straight in 60 seconds so the uh, president uh, released his uh, report on the economy and and you know of course it's doing really great and he's making sure that equity is happening. Equity, um, uh, or the other terms, it's crazy. They're like a they're people. He only mentioned inflation about seventy times. Equity was like hundred and fifty times. This government is so far off track, and they just they're making it worse every day. So what's the hedge against insanity? Well, it happens to be the same hedge against inflation and it's gold. May I suggest that whatever you have, spread the risk out because God only knows what's coming our way. But when inflation gets really bad and we're still, we ain't at the party yet fully. When inflation gets bad, Gold goes up and it will hold its value while your dollar in the bank goes down. Goldline, call them right now. Ask them about their specials on graded $5 gold Indian head coins. You might be eligible for free platinum uh, as well. Find out how to qualify. Do your own homework. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. So a guy running for um, the governor, uh, the governor's office here in Texas is uh, Beto. Yeah, he's back. Beto O'Rourke. Here's what he says about the border and Title 42. 
But I want to turn our uh, attention to to Title 42. You don't think it's a good idea for the Biden administration to end Title 42. Why? No, I I think it's time to end Title 42. I don't think we should have ever implemented it. It's a very cynical reading Mm. of U.S. law. It's very cynical. This, by the way, is the one thing that has kept uh, the border. (laughs) I can't even say halfway sane, Uh, not just being overrun all the time. Uh, because this was a COVID thing. We got to make sure that we're not letting everybody in with, it didn't matter, but we're now talking about the possibility of, of allowing 16,000 people in every day. That's a pretty big number. Sheriff Bill Wayborn is, uh, the Tarrant County, uh, sheriff that's, uh, with Fort Worth and uh, we were talking, we were at uh, Chuck Norris's place doing a fundraiser just last week. Sheriff, welcome. How are you? I'm great, sir. And Glenn, it's so good to be with you. So I, I, I talked to you, uh, Bill, at the, at the fundraiser, and we were talking about, I mean, I'm always fun at a party. Uh, we were talking about fentanyl and the problems with drugs. And you told me some stories that uh, melted the skin off my face. Uh, about the amount of fentanyl that is coming in now. It is an incredible copious amounts that have came in. And right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, our great narcotics teams and interdiction teams has seized enough fentanyl right here to kill almost 800,000 people. And uh, that would give them fatal doses. Our DPS, who has done an incredible job on the border under Steve McGraw, has seized enough fentanyl down there to kill every man, woman, and child in the United States of America. And we're having about... Wait, wait, wait. Enough fentanyl to kill everyone in this country? Yes, sir. And it pounds and pounds and pounds of that dope. And it's cheap dope because it's a synthetic heroin that's markedly more addictive and markedly more dangerous. Uh, And that's just what we've caught. What do you suppose is coming through and getting through? Well, I think a conservative estimate is is that we're probably getting about one-third. That's a conservative estimate, and that means that probably two-thirds have gotten across and gotten away from us. So is there any doubt in your mind what's causing all of these overdose deaths? Not at all. And we're losing, at, my last briefing was about 300 people a day, a jumbo jet a day of people going down and dying from fentanyl, and often first-time users. So where is, where is the bulk of this going? Does it stay here? Is it evenly distributed? Do you have any idea? We believe that the, the cartel, who are incredible businessmen, are using the routes of uh, all other folks that are using the major highways, and the hubs are going to be the major cities, i.e. Houston and Dallas and Fort Worth, and then it's splitting out and going across the country. So what is affecting us here is in Maine and Middlesex, Massachusetts, or New York or L.A., uh, but it may have very well come through Dallas-Fort Worth to get there. Which does what to our community? I mean, I, I, found out, uh, I found out a couple of years ago that in my general neighborhood, uh, there either was or still is a guy from the cartel that owns a house 
right in my neighborhood. And uh, when I found that out for some neighbors, I was like, wait a minute, what? Well, we know that the cartel's here because we have some of them in the Tarrant County Jail. Uh, and we believe that there are decisions makers here. And I would like to add that this fentanyl ha- is indiscriminate. It is going into the gated communities as well as into the uh, at-risk areas, at-risk neighborhoods. It is indiscriminate. Do you remember the um, crack problem of the 80s? I very well do. Yeah. Can you compare that problem, which was the number one story every night for years, can you compare those two? Absolutely, is that fentanyl is going to be crack absolutely on triple steroids because there's no room for error. We believe that four out of ten pills could be fatal. Jeez. So you're rolling, you're, you're almost at 50-50 rolling the dice that you're going to survive. That is correct. And are any of these coming from... Uh, you know, are they being stolen from major pharmaceuticals, or are this stu- is this all stuff that is just being made across our border? It, it is all being made. The cartel has set up their own pill press. They're they're imitating oxycotton. They're imitating ADD drugs like Adderall and uh, and pain pills. And in fact, there's uh, one sheriff that uh, is a friend that shared a story with with me the last time I visited. They were working a fentanyl death where a young college kid just wanted to stay up and study for exams not a drug user at all and a friend offered him adderall and he took it and 10 minutes later he was dead uh and i read a story yesterday i think it was in the new york times and they were talking about the drug overdoses uh that are happening and they blamed it on china that china was shipping a lot of this uh, I don't know in, in what ghost containers, uh, maybe along with the ghost guns, um, you know, they're, they're <laughs> shipping them in these containers and we're getting the major portion of our fentanyl drug problem from China. Do you believe that? Well, I believe that there is some coming from China to directly to the United States. No question about that. But the majority of what we're seeing in Texas has come from China through uh, even Venezuela and Mexico, up through the cartel routes, because it's an open border. It's an easy path. So it might actually be coming, it might be produced in China, but it's coming through the cartels on an open border. That's correct. China to Venezuela to Mexico. And it's weaponization. I believe that uh, uh, the cartel knows very well that, that this will kill people, and they're not worried about that. They're very accepting of the casualties. How much have we emboldened these crime syndicates down on our border? They've got to be making money hand over fist, not only in drugs, but also human trafficking, and then getting people across the border that isn't the stereotypical you know, human trafficking, it's just, I'll provide a boat to go over the river. Well, I, I think they're incredibly emboldened. I think that they have open borders, and I think they're on both sides of that river. They own the southern part of the you know, across the border, but they certainly have pockets, and they know what they're doing, and they know what their odds are, and it's a lot better than Vegas, and they are, are rolling the dice every day. And the uh, consequences of of uh, opening this up even more 
by, you know, getting rid of uh, Title 42? I think it's uh, that's the last arrow in our quiver. And I think that that will embolden them and we will see herds of them come across and we will see more dope, more human trafficking and uh, uh, absolutely overwhelming our, our border counties. And uh, I think soon we will see them showing up everywhere. I have a, uh, a family member that lives in a border town and, uh, you know, at Easter, she said the town is just being destroyed. She said this you know, a very small number of people that live there. And very soon we are going to be outnumbered by people that, that don't speak our language. They, they, they have nothing to do with America or our town. And they're going to be the ones that are in the, the, the majority and we're paying for everything. That, that is absolutely right. And also people think, well, is this m- the Mexicans? It is not. No. It is partially Mexican, but these come from over 100 different countries, and you're absolutely right. Uh, my border f- law enforcement friends tell me that pursuits are up in the last year by 400%. What's that mean? Just That means that law enforcement chases hot pursuits, as you can dramatically think about as cars going code three and trying to catch the bad guy have gone up 400% along the border. And, uh, and so they're chasing people every day in every direction. And they believe that they're only at best getting a fourth to maybe a third. The white house said yesterday that, uh, you know, the 23 terrorists, the people that were on the terror watch list that were caught, that that's the most that has been caught. I mean, that has been uh, that's crossed the border. At most, it was twenty three. That, that <laughs> there's no logic to that. Can do you no. know anything about these twenty three? How serious these guys were? I do not know. I'm looking forward to learning about them, and hopefully, we'll have that information sooner than later. But if you know, and I think you said this earlier, we caught twenty three, and we're catching a third. How many does that mean that really got across? Mm. One last question. Ghost guns. How much of a problem are ghost guns? Well, I, w- I can only relate to our experience at Tarrant County Sheriff's Office, and we there's not one uh, briefing that's come across my, my desk on ghost guns or any issue with ghost guns. All right, so I'm glad we got that taken care of. Jeez. Uh, all right, Sheriff, thank you so much. Uh, I live in your county. I live in Tarrant County, and I am so glad I voted for you. And I'm so glad that you're the sheriff uh, because you. you are you are no nonsense. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. And it's an honor to have you as a constituent. You got it. Thank you, Sheriff uh, Bill Wayborn. Uh, if you don't know your sheriff, get to know your sheriff. You know, one of the things I said to him, what happens if they decide that uh, citizens can't have guns? His response, I'll just deputize everybody in the county. Okay, you got my vote. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Every day, the threat of economic turmoil looms closer and closer on the horizon. We're already seeing plenty of it as inflation continues to spike at record numbers. I hate being the one to say it, but at this point, a recession 
is pretty much all but guaranteed to happen. You need to prepare. You need to look for things that can help if things spiral out of control. I hope they don't. But eventually they're going to. May I suggest you make time today to get free mortgage review from American Financing, a free mortgage review from a family owned company that gets it. They've been a strong financial presence uh, in 2008. That's when I started doing business with them in 2009. I said they called and said, hey, could we you know, be on the program? And I said, yeah, I'm not going to do anybody that's selling mortgages because it's out of control. And they said, no, 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 we know that's why we want to be a part of your show. We're not like that. And I said, uh-huh. well, we'll see you after the crash. I did. They weathered the storm and so did their customers because they don't do things that are stupid. They work for you, not the bank. American Financing, call 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So I got a uh, note uh, from Tim Ballard uh, last night. We are over in Ukraine. Um, Please donate to the Nazarene Fund. Uh, He said, Glenn, we located about 40 children and some women who have been heavily shelled outside of uh, Kiev. A strike from this region took down an enemy helicopter. So the shelling continues indiscriminate against civilians as retaliation. The shelling is ongoing as I write to you. We're going in now. Rapid deploy. Extract the kids and then go back. Enemy left landmines all over uh, civilian and children areas. This is truly sick warfare. Terrorism. We need these kids to get out. They're under attack from both foreign enemies who shell them or if they can rape them. Babies are being raped. There was a post. I don't know if you saw this from uh, Zelensky a few days ago about the child sex abuse that is happening there. Uh, So long as they are vulnerable, uh, external and internal traffickers are crawling the countryside and trafficking them to other parts of Europe and into resort towns in the Caribbean. We're working both sides with assets in the Caribbean as well. More later. If you want to be a part of any of the rescues that are happening now in Ukraine, just go to the Nazarene Fund dot org, the Nazarene Fund dot org. So we got rid of the mask mandate, uh, mask mandates. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. I, hopefully this is the thing that sets off the final stand. It's This ends the final stand, the last stand of the masks, because it really was the the biggest thing left for the average person which was dealing with this on flights and in on public transport you know what really bothers me i've done a a bunch of these banquets where i've had to go speak or you know help raise funds and every time i go all of the help is masks yeah but nobody's sitting there this is happening all over the country you know you go to an you know i don't know a, a chain restaurant and every ma- waiter and server and, and hostess and everything else, they're all masked. And, and I keep coming back to this in my head. We all correctly mocked Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for showing up at the Met Gala in her, you know, yes. tax the rich dress with no mask while all the peons around her were holding her dress up with their masks on. We've seen that at the Emmys. We've seen it all over the place. Um, 
what's the difference at this point for with us going out to a, a restaurant and we're getting served we don't have to wear masks we get to enjoy our day we get to breathe freely while all these people with no federal mandate are just being forced by their employer to wear masks. It's insane. We should. Uh, we should. When you walk into a restaurant, if all the employees have to wear masks, you should just say, hey, I'm not coming to your restaurant anymore unless you stop this. Just fix this. This is nonsense. You know, I don't, you don't need to be a jerk about it. You don't need to use the term face diaper. You just go up there and just yeah. say, hey, like, this isn't cool. I feel like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in her dumb dress. I don't want to feel that way. I want to come I out. I feel like the elite. Yeah. If you feel like you're you're treating your employees as a lower tier of human than I am. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to be that. I don't want to be like the people in New York City at the Met Gala. I want to be a human being that interacts with other human beings on, on an equal basis. And they, they're doing this because they're catering to the very small slice of the crazy left that are who is so worried about it. And very vocal. Yeah, and very vocal. And like, so we do need to probably be as vocal and say, in a cool way, we don't need to be jerks about it, but just say, look, this is bothering me. I'm not having a good experience at your restaurant because you're not treating your employees right. If, if you went to a place and they were, you know, the, and you knew they were, you know, abusing their employees in some way, you wouldn't go back to it. And this is really, at this point, the level that we're at. And hopefully this, the, the airline lifting of the mandate will solve this once and for all. The Glenn Beck Program. The word expert should mean something to you. And if you're anything like me, it means a lot when we're talking about real estate agents. When I started my company, realestateagentsitrust.com, years and years ago, um, I knew next to nothing about the real estate process, how it worked, how it was supposed to work, let alone how it did work. I was just tired of dealing with the agents who were sometimes mediocre at best. Then I started paying attention to the people who really knew what they were doing. I just started, uh, decided with my brother to start a business, something that would be a free service to you, something that would match you with the top real estate agents in your area. Now, these agents, they don't work for us. They don't work for me, but they partner with me to create the best possible experience for you and your family when the home buying and selling time comes. The housing market is crazy. Realestateagentsitrust.com. I know a lot of these agents now. I've gotten to know them. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Just go there. Tell us where you're buying, where you're selling, and we'll give you the name of the people we think are the best in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The Great Reset is available now. Get it at glensnewbook.com. A Washington Post journalist Taylor Lorenz claims now she has PTSD from all of the mean tweets that she receives. Uh, she she burst out into tears a couple of weeks ago, uh, and she said, I- I've had to remove every single social tie. I have severe PTSD from this. I contemplated suicide. It got that bad. And then she started crying. I feel like any piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the internet to destroy your life, and it's so isolating. Oh, wow. So that Sololinsky thing works. Huh. And terrifying. It's horrifying. It's overwhelming. It's really, 
really hard. Mm, wow, oh. I feel real compassion for her. Yeah, do you? Yeah, really do. That sounds yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, and in a literal genocide of self-awareness, <laughs> uh, just two weeks after this comment, uh-huh. she then, with her new gig at the Washington Post, used those, those resources mm-hmm. to uh, out and dox the, the person who runs the libs of tiktok account if you don't know what this account is basically it's just a twitter account that finds videos of liberals on tiktok typically doing very insane things most of them are just funny so so you know this isn't taking things out of context Mm -hmm. this isn't going and finding things that people have do are doing this is just looking at what people have posted mm-hmm. finding the the dumbest things out there and putting them on one channel yeah and so conservatives like uh, you know we've talked about them before you go on there and you see some you know liberal usually just saying something ridiculous saying that they identify as a whale or whatever right and it's just kind of humorous there have been a couple of serious ones that have been on there because they've been educators of young children who are claiming at least in their own videos that they post publicly that they're doing things that in some cases are illegal Mm-hmm. Uh, or at the very least, uh, very that society would frown upon if they knew about it. So, so they post these videos. Taylor Lorenz, who is the journalist who is you know flamed out of a few different jobs, but is now at the Washington Post. Well, she'll flame out of that one. Too. She, she and she she'll attack them on the way out, like mm-hmm. she seems to do every time she leaves. She uh, has posted the this a new story where she goes finds this person, not only goes to to their house, but to their relatives' houses, not only posts their name which is an anonymous account, but then also post a link to her home address with her on, on her like real estate license or something. Well, but she wouldn't, she wouldn't do that because she knows what happens when people online are doxxed. Even the smallest piece of information, Glenn, right, can, can be, lead to all sorts of terrible things. Right. I mean, she was committing, su- you know, wanted to commit suicide at one point. She was so distraught by what could happen if just one piece of information about her got out so she clearly this is a mistake (laughs) no this whole story her whole hiring at the washington post this must be somebody taking over her account because well i won't disagree with you that hiring her at the washington post was a mistake i will not disagree with you there yeah Uh, but what's fascinating about it is not only did she just say this Right. About how all this online harassment has affected me in all these terrible ways. She then goes and does it to someone else who she disagrees with. The story is completely ridiculous, filled with quotes from Media Matters employees and ACLU employees. But the whole tone of the piece is that the people who posted their own comments publicly are the ones being targeted by harassment. So it's not it's not. So she feels fine outing the person who is private. Right. But not fine with the people who post their own material publicly being seen when they already posted it publicly. It would, they already made the choice. It would be as if uh, all television shows were free and NBC decided to post your television show Friday night at 8 o'clock <laughs> and you would... You would then suddenly be outraged. Yeah. How dare you? What is the point of posting anything? 
on social media. Well, Here it is, attention. That's what it is. You want attention. Why would you post this? You see the things that they post, right, Glenn? Oh. It's like, oh, I want to. They're. I'm going to own these conservatives. I'll tell you the truth. And it's like, oh, well, I told my, you know, kindergarten students that I was nine genders at the same time. And these things are out there because they want attention. When other people see it and it turns into attention they don't like, they obviously get upset and we're supposed to feel terrible for them. But to the idea that posting something publicly uh, should should be... Uh, the focus of uh, an account is very standard material when it comes to social media. It's actually the yeah. point to amplify the message that you said you wanted out there. Well, no, that would be like a retweet or something <laughs> right. like that. And those yeah. those buttons don't those exist. Don't exist. It's inc- so, it is, I've never seen anybody be less self-aware than this person. It, it, well, to, She's suffering from PTSD. That may be what's causing it. Something's seriously, causing it. seriously, that maybe that is. I mean, if she really had PTSD, maybe that's what's causing this because this person is a psycho. She How do you is not know. She's How? clearly psychotic. There's been some sort of psychotic break that you say this is the worst thing. Being harassed online is the worst thing. So let me dox people I don't like. Uh, absolutely incredible yeah the lack of self-awareness here and you know the, the washington post it's not just her by the way her editors let this through it's an absolute disgrace you know look the libs of tiktok person you know at one point according to the article was public and also has gone on and done anonymous interviews with places like fox news and and other outlets like i don't think you know obviously at some level she, she wanted to have attention to this material Mm -hmm. right there's no reason you couldn't cover the story without giving her name and her home address well this is what the washington post did up with anybody who gave money to the 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 um, canadian Canadian truckers truckers. Mm -hmm. i mean they doxed those people too the washington post owned by amazon jeff bezos yeah Mm -hmm. uh they don't have a problem this is becoming as bad as the New York Times, you know, the New York Times is crazy, but the Washington Post is becoming the hitman. Really is. They'll just dox anybody. Doesn't seem, They don't seem to have a problem with it. They lecture about morals and ethics, but then they'll just dox people. They are as bad as anybody I've seen on Twitter or uh, uh, social media. They're doing it with the established press. They're doing it with the credibility of the Washington Post. This is not a one-off. And, and you can maybe make an argument. This has been a pretty influential account, right? Like it's it's made it's brought attention to these issues that we consider to be important. It drives some of the conversation on the right. You could argue that there's it's worth a story. Yeah, but uh, and not maybe, doxing. May, yeah, and, and like maybe you could even be the person who says, you know what? When a political a campaign or a political account like this is is making a lot of impact, we deserve to know who's behind it. That's even maybe a defensible position, but it is not a defensible position from the person who just sat there crying on television, saying that if any little bit of information comes out about you, you get suicidal. Like. You can't be that person and hold the other viewpoint. You got to pick one or the other. And honestly, like, if anyone's going to respect 
the anonymity of somebody who's online. You'd expect it to be someone who has to deal with anonymous sources a lot in in the world of journalism. Correct. You know, like to to, to just go out and dox this person, it added nothing to the story. It's a person who no the entire. Did, I mean, I read the whole story. Look, all it, it all it says is that she was politically active on on social media before this. Eventually, changed her name to this anonymous account and has continued to post under that name. It's not like she was like in the Trump administration or has been running a Senate campaign in Iowa and we found out who it was. It's nothing like that. She's just a normal person. So here's the thing: she knows Washington Post knows that Sololinsky, it works. It will isolate you. It will uh, polarize you. And so what they're doing is here's something successful that pushes back against their agenda. For instance, Elon Musk. He's successful at pushing back on their agenda. He must be destroyed. They will burn Twitter down before they will let him have it. So they've aimed their guns at him. It's not about anything other than destroying anyone and anything that is effective at all. That's what you're up against. And if we don't all stand up and stand together and defend everybody's right to free speech, even the people that are making these stupid liberal videos on TikTok, make them. I don't really give a flying crap. I don't watch them. But make them. I'll defend your right. But will you defend my right? That's the problem. We used to be a country that agreed with, look, you can be as dumb as you want. You can say what you want. Sticks and stones may break my bones. But now doctors are saying words will actually hurt you. Can you imagine trying to fight a war against a serious country? <laughs> You're growing up with words will hurt you. Yeah, go ahead. Go to war. I would love to go to war with a country like that if they were evil. And we had to stop them. You'd be like, we can stop them by 315 this afternoon. They're going to cry. Back in a minute. All right. Let me tell you about uh, GenuCell. Mother's Day is right around the corner. Did you know that? Did you know that at all? I'm so sick of all of these holidays. Really? Too many holidays for you? Well, because the the older you get, the faster they come. And it seems like you're always buying a present for some holiday. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Um, look, it happens quicker and quicker every single year. But right now, you can save up to 50% on all GenuCell products across their website, including brand new Ultra Retinol Cream. During the uh, limited time Mother's Day sale, every eligible order includes GenuCell's immediate effects for results in as little as 12 hours. Absolutely free. GenuCell's Ultra Retinol is powered by their proprietary MDL technology and combines both anti-aging and moisturizing effects to bring out the youth in the skin uh whoever you're buying this for maybe it's mom jenny still promises she'll look five or ten or 15 years younger and this is guaranteed or your money back make this mother's day one that she will always remember with this one-of-a-kind gift 
of beauty. It's the best in skincare from Genucel. Genucel.com slash Beck right now. 50% off world-class skincare. Genucel.com slash Beck. Right now, all orders are automatically upgraded to free two-day shipping with a concierge, white glove service. I think you're going to like it a lot. Genucel.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. So Elon Musk said Monday that Twitter board members will be paid no salary if his offer to buy the platform succeeds. He's going to fire all of them. He said, I'm going to take it private. So that pays them two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars a year. It's a nice part time job. Uh, He said the board salary will be zero. So there's three million dollars saved right there. So the board is doing everything they can to stop Twitter from being sold. I think he's going to have a really good case uh, of breaching fiduciary responsibility. I mean, if you're the board and you have somebody offering more money than the shares are worth, don't you have a responsibility to the shareholders? Of course you do. It's fiduciary responsibility. You can't do that to shareholders. Uh, And, you know, they're trying to push back and yada, yada. Uh, Can I tell you, Elon Musk, I don't like a lot of his viewpoints. I don't I shouldn't say that. I don't agree with a lot of stuff he says, but at least the guy sees the future. At least the guy sees the world for what it is. At least the guy sees the change that is at hand. Everybody else seems to be living in this fantasy world of, oh, no, it's 1976. What are you talking about? Where he's like, dude, everything is changed. And the things that aren't changing are doing it through draconian uh, laws and algorithms and everything else. Free it up. Isn't that what we were promised with the Internet? That we would be free to read anything, see anything, be able to write anything, that it would be truly without gatekeepers. And look what we'll be able to create. That's not what that's not what Twitter is doing. And Twitter is failing. There is no reason they make as little as they do. That company should be making money hand over fist. Think about uh, if let's say you opened up a new shoe company. And you were trying to get attention to your shoe company. You would try really hard. You'd hire publicists to mm. get it. Hey, can you put this on a news broadcast? Can you get this on you know, Entertainment Tonight or mm. some celebrity news show? You try to get celebrities to wear it to big events. Correct. Think of what Twitter has. Every single celebrity is on there all the time, tweeting constantly. All the press. Every single press member, every single news broadcast. Every single news story is written with tweets in the news story. The president won the election, Trump, using Using Twitter. Twitter. Every politician uses it. Everybody, all the time, no company in the history of the planet has received more free advertising than Twitter. And they're one-twentieth the size of Facebook. How? How? It's just constant not, the, failure. The board does not care about the shareholders. 
It seems this is like a it. stakeholder company. I can mm. guarantee you that's a stakeholder company. The share value means nothing. Making money means nothing. It's the power and the control that means something. That's stakeholder capitalism. And I, I pray Elon Musk takes that company over his knee and spanks the hell out of it. <laughs>